thinking, uh, thinking about staying on course. And oftentimes we've talked about it, how throughout this life we are pulled in different directions. Uh, it seems that uh, it doesn't take very long sometimes before our focus is drawn away from the things of God and, and the truth of His Word and, and the things that God would have us to be focused on. But when the Spirit of God comes into our services, like we pray that it is each and every Sunday, that should be our prayer as God's people. Uh, God is not limited. He's limitless. But a lot, a lot of times if we're not careful, we'll limit Him. Uh, God wants to bless and he wants to come in and be a part of our services in a big way each and every Sunday. Uh, he wants to do those things if we just be willing. Uh, so this morning as we think about that and, and staying on course, I want to talk to you this morning about the Apostle Paul. And uh, we're going to take some text out of the 27th chapter of Acts uh, this morning, our reading lesson. But as we begin to think about the Apostle Paul and uh, how that uh, uh, the Bible says that he had wreaked havoc on the church, how that he had held the coats of, of those that had stoned Stephen. And Stephen, uh, if you'll remember, he was uh, preaching to them and talking to them about uh, the Lord. And, and Saul was there, would later become Paul. He was holding the coats of those that stoned him, and remember how Stephen had looked up, and he's seen Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he's seen him. And I believe then and there uh, that the Apostle Paul began to uh, come under conviction because of the things that he had heard and the things that he had experienced. And the Bible says then that he was brought down on the road to Damascus. Now there's uh, different opinions on where Paul was saved. Uh, but I believe that he was saved on the road to Damascus. I believe that's what the scripture points to. And as he was there, the, uh, we know then that he was blinded. And a man by the name of Ananias come to him. And if you'll remember, uh, he was hesitant about going. And uh, because of the things that Saul had done. But the Lord told him to go anyway. And the Lord spoke to him there. And he said, uh, I'll show it. He said that, uh, uh, Saul was a chosen vessel, even from his mother's womb. And he said, I'll show him how great a things that he must suffer for my namesake. And no, no, uh, I don't believe Saul or Paul at the time really uh, knew what God had in store for him. Now, I want to say this, that a lot of times that uh, uh, maybe if we're not careful, we'll get to examining our life and thinking about the difficulties of this life and the hardships of it. And we get to thinking about uh, how difficult things are. Uh, but I want to say, just as Brother Mike was saying this morning, uh, uh, that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And uh, I want you to know and understand that there's going to be hardships. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be things throughout this life that you're going to experience. But there's one important thing that I don't want us to miss about the Apostle Paul. Uh, the Apostle Paul never did sit back and say, look at everything that's happened to me and have pity on me. He never sat back and said, look at everything I've been through 
and feel sorry for me. He, he never said, look at these uh, times that I've received 39 stripes. He said, don't, uh, he never mentioned about uh, uh, feel sorry for me for the times that I was in prison or I was beat upon or the times that I was stoned or, uh, or we're fixing to read about the time that he was shipwrecked. Uh, we never hear of his complaints in that, but yet he stood strong as a soldier for the Lord. Uh, that's what he uh, uh, needed to do. That's what God was pointing him to do. And this morning, I, I hope that this message finds you as an encouragement, uh, not only in a personal manner, but I pray that it finds you an encouragement for our church that we stay on course and that we keep looking to the captain of our salvation uh, this morning, that we have gotten just a little taste. Last Sunday we talked about the power of His resurrection. Uh, I want you to know and understand, church, that uh, we seen God's power last Sunday. But I want you to know that we've not even truly begun to experience all of God's power. He said, all power is given unto me in earth as it is in heaven. All power. And my friend, we've gotten just a little taste of the power of God. But His power is limitless. He can do all things this morning. So I pray that we uh, stay on course. The 27th chapter of the book of Acts. The Apostle Paul, uh, the Lord, uh, I want to look here. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, the Apostle Paul in the 23rd chapter, uh, I, I, I just want to take one, one verse of Scripture over here. In the 11th verse, and it says, And the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also of me at Rome. And as the Apostle Paul uh, was standing uh, there before the council and before Agrippa, uh, he was needs that in the, the last verse there, the 32nd verse of the 26th chapter, and it says, Then Agrippa and Festus, this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. Uh, so I want to take up the reading, uh, and it may be just a little lengthy this morning, but I want to take up our reading in the ninth verse of the 27th chapter. And they had set sail and had uh, changed ships, and uh, we'll get into some of our reading here in the ninth verse. And it says, When much time was spent, and when sailing was, not was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said to them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship, more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not condemned to the winter end, and more part, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phineas, and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete, and lies towards the south, west, and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, Loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. 
But not, all, but not long after there arose against it a tempest wind called Eurocledon. And when the ship was caught, they could not bear up the wind. We let her dry. And running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, when we had much work to come by the boat. And when they had taken up, they used helps ungirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, straight sail, and so were driven. And, when, and, and we, being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lighted the ship. And the third day we cast out our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should should be saved was taken away. <clears throat> and after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete uh, to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. And there stood by me this night an angel of God whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, for thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all of them that sail with thee. Therefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told unto me. Now, I want to stop there with the many mistakes that we've made reading uh, this morning. Uh, but as we look and see this morning, as I told you, my thought was staying on course. And uh, certainly, as we look at uh, the way things go, and, and I, I, I don't ever want to be uh, one that preaches on the same thing all the time. I, I, I want to try, with the Lord's help, to give you different texts, and I want you to be fed. I want you to be spiritually fed, that uh, you'll be able to go out in the world and put on the whole armor of God, and, and be able to stand and... and uh, uh, go against the wiles of the devil and all of those things. I want you to be prepared. I want you to be ready. Uh, but this morning, I, I, as I began to think about uh, those things, uh, oftentimes uh, when God is moving amongst His people, uh, it doesn't take very long for Satan to try to get in the mix. It doesn't take very long when God is on the move and He's doing things, and God is moving, and He's moving amongst His people, it doesn't take very long for Satan to get in the mix and get in the matter, and uh, that's what Satan desires to do. He desires to, to seek and destroy and devour. That's, that's what he wants to do. Any time that this church, or any church that stands upon the truth, that is trying to bring honor and glory to God and trying to exalt His holy name, you better be careful because Satan is not very far behind and he is seeking to destroy and devour at every opportunity that he gets. That's what he's wanting to do. But I want you this morning to realize that uh, when God has a purpose for us in our life, and he, and listen this morning, you might say, well, I'm not a chosen vessel to go into the Gentiles. My friend, this morning, if God has saved your soul, He's given you a purpose. He's given you something to do. Uh, whether it doesn't have to go out and preach His Word, uh, but my friend, you can reach your family. Uh, you can reach your neighbors. 
Uh, you can reach your co-workers, your grandchildren, nephews, nieces. He's give you something to do to be used by Him as a vessel. Don't sit back and say, oh, that's somebody else's responsibility. Uh, listen, we've got small children here, uh, my friend, and our young people. If there ever was a time that I sit back and I'm concerned for them and I'm, I'm concerned for their future, I'm concerned about the things that are going on in the world today. I, I get back and, and even as a father, I, I think about the world that my boys are growing up in and how much that's just changed in the last 30 years. It's different. There's things all in the world today that I didn't have to worry about when I was a boy and coming up. If y'all remember, uh, maybe y'all was raised up. To, listen, when I was a boy, when it was dark, we knew to come in. We'd get out in the neighborhoods and ride our bicycles. Uh, yeah, Mama and them didn't have to worry about coming and somebody picking us up and stealing us and taking us away and doing something awful to us. They didn't have to worry about that. I can remember in the store when we would be with Mama, you know, I knew her voice and I could hear her. When she'd call for me, you better go to her. She meant business. Things have changed. And it concerns me as a parent. But the Scripture says to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he'll not depart from it. It's my responsibility as a parent to teach my children the truth of God's Word and to have family time with them, to teach them and admonish them in the Word of God, to help them to know how to pray. I want my children to know that when the time comes, who they need to talk to. Daddy's not always going to be there. Mama's not always going to be there. But I'm thankful that there's one that's always there. And that's the Lord. I want them to know who they need to talk to. It doesn't take very long. My friend this morning, as I was telling you, we've all got a purpose. We can all be used as a vessel. We was talking a little bit Wednesday night about there's vessels of honor and there's vessels of dishonor. My friend this morning, be a vessel of honor. Be a vessel that can be used by God. Last Sunday, I don't think there was any of us that expected to see and experience what we experienced. But do you know what was amazing? When you come into the house of God and you just let go and let go. Let go and let God. God, whatever it is that you want for today, I'm going to let go and let you have your way. Now the Apostle Paul begins to tell them here uh, that it's not the right time for traveling. Now I want you to know and understand that uh, these were experienced men. No doubt they knew the route, they knew the weather, they knew what they needed to do, and yet the Apostle Paul tells them, listen, it's not good traveling time. He warns them that if we are to leave, it's a good possibility that we're going to run in danger, and there could be a loss of life. 
He says we need to be aware of these things. Let's stay back. Let's let winter pass till there's safer weather to pass. I want you to know sometimes, as, uh, uh, and I didn't necessarily mean to get on this, but I believe God has allowed us to use good common sense. Throughout this life, use good common sense. God has given us the ability to use our minds. Let's use those. I believe James it is. He says, uh, for uh, a man that knoweth uh, to do good and doeth not, it's sin. And my friend, I, we don't have to sit back and say, uh, well, that's sin or that's sin. Listen, a child of God uh, uh, knows uh, or to know in his heart uh, what's sin and what's not sin. I don't have to tell you. But the Spirit of God reprove and rebuke. It still does me. So Apostle Paul is warning them. Now he tells them that winter's coming. And he said not long after there arose a tempest of the wind. And it says the ship was caught. It could not bear up the wind and we let her drive. And run in a certain island which is called Claudia. And we had much work to come by the boat. My friend this morning I want you to understand that there's going to be storms in your life. There's going to be things that you're going to experience. There's going to be things uh, that are going to happen to you. Uh, I, just because that I, I try in my very weak way to stand and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't mean that something is not going to happen to me. Tragedy uh, strikes every home. There's things that are going to happen. There's going to be storms in your life. There's going to be things that you're going to face. But my friend, let me assure you, just as the Apostle Paul did in the later part of this chapter, he said, be of good cheer. We sing that song, happy. Happy all the time. Be of good cheer. Know that uh, the one that uh, is able to pass by, that, and I don't know why this has been on my heart so much the last week, but my friend, that God gives us peace. And He gives us peace that we're able to endure the things of this life. The Apostle Paul and everything that he went through and everything that he experienced, I can't find nowhere in the Scripture. Nowhere does he back up and say, Lord, have pity on me. Lord, uh, 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 someone help me or someone do this or someone do that. But my friend, he talked, I believe it was uh, there in the Corinthian letter, he said three times that I prayed that the Lord might remove this thorn out of my flesh. But he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My friend, God's grace, His unmerited favor, what we do not deserve, is what carries us home. For it's by grace through faith. It's His grace. God still grants us grace. He granted me grace when He saved me. And He still grants me grace today. Each and every day God grants me grace. He helps me. Even the faith that I prayed through to trust in Him with a whole heart. I couldn't even muster up that faith on my own. He had to help grant me the faith to believe in Him. 
Jesus said, the faith of a mustard seed and move mountains. We can't muster up that kind of faith. It's hard for us. I don't know how it is in your life, but it gets difficult for me sometimes that God comes on the scene and God does something real big. And then it doesn't take very long for me to get to a place, Lord, where are you? I'm going through this again. But His, His grace is sufficient. And the faith of a mustard seed will move mountains. Can you imagine how small that little mustard seed is? And he said that it would remove mountains. Folks, uh, it just takes a little, little bit of effort on our end. Just a little bit. Knowing and trusting in God and having peace that God, whatever comes my way, I'm going to be in good cheer because I know you've got this. There's going to be things. Don't allow yourself to get in a, a circumstance or a position that puts you in a bad place that you're sitting there saying, God, where are you? Why are you not moving this mountain? Because sometimes God allows us to get in a place. I found myself in those positions before. Maybe y'all are different than I am. I've put myself in positions throughout my life that I've had to sit back and say, God, where are you? And then I've had to humble my heart out again to Him, Lord, I'm sorry, I've messed up, Lord, I've, I've done this and I've done that, Lord, if you'll help me, if you'll get me to a place, God, where I can feel you again, get me to a place, God, to where you can use me, I'll try not to fail you. But you know what? I fail Him. But I don't want to get in a place to where I'm intentionally putting myself in home. Apostle Paul, the Lord said that he'd need to go to Rome. The Lord was going to bring him to Rome. He looked over there, he said, an angel of the Lord has come, and he said... He said, now I exhort you and be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. And there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought to Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee unto all them that saileth thee. Therefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Believe God. When we pray and we ask God to move in our life and we ask God, uh, listen, uh, show up here on Sunday mornings. We talked about it this last Sunday that we were already praying that God was going to show up in a big way in our service. That God was going to come and, and be a part of our service. Let's come believing that God is going to move in the midst of our services. Don't come with the anticipation of already limiting God and getting into a, a, just a normalcy of how things go. But listen, when little Lana's up here praying and seeking God, believe in the Lord Jesus that He can save her soul. Believe in Him. Believe. 
Paul said, I've not mustered this faith up on my own. But he said, I believe God. When he said that no man shall perish, that's what God meant. Believe the Lord. We tell lost people all the time, repent and believe. Repent and place your faith and trust in God. And if we're not careful as God's people, a lot of times we'll sit back and limit Him on what He can do. Let's not limit God. I don't want to diminish anything that God has done, but my friend, I know and I believe in all my heart that God wants to do bigger and better and better things than He's done here lately. He said, I believe God. That it shall be even as he told it to me. Does God tell you things? You know, having prayer with God isn't just a one-way conversation. That's a two-way conversation. You've been praying about something. You're looking for God to move in your life. You're looking for God to, to move the mountains. Have faith in believing that knowing that God can do it. He said, and it shall be even as it was told to me. I've never heard an audible voice from Him. But my friend, He spoke peace to my heart too many times. There's been times in my life that I've had to get down to a place to pray, Lord, I, I can't do this, or Lord, I don't know which way to go. God, I don't know the direction. But my friend, God has come in like that rushing mighty wind, and He has given me peace down in the depths of my heart. That whatever way it goes, whatever direction that it is, you've got peace. Says, how be it we must be cast upon a certain island in the 26th chapter, 26th verse. <coughs> it says, but when the 14th night was come and we were <coughs> driven up and down at Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed it drew near to some country and sounded and found 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then, fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast forth anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea, under color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the fore ship, Paul said unto the centurion and to the others, Except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that you have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. 
Therefore, I pray to you that you take some meat, for this is the, for your health, and for there shall not any hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were all they all, then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And, and we were in all in this ship two hundred and three score and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lighted the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when the day was day was, and when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust into the ship. I want to stop there for just a moment. Uh, but the Apostle Paul was talking here uh, about how that how he was trying to be an encouragement. And, and no doubt these uh, gentlemen uh, that were with him, he called them sirs. He said, I know and realize that you haven't eaten for about 14 days. He said, so, he said take some meat and strengthen yourself. Now, I realize that he was talking about in a physical sense. But I want you to know this morning that the truth of God's Word in the difficult times of my life, and I don't stand before you to claim to be no scholar. I don't stand before you today to claim to know everything about the Bible. I know very little. But my friend, I'm thankful this morning that there's places in God's Word that I can go to and that I can read about what He says that He'll do. And I'm standing upon the truths of God's Word. My friend, that's what I'm... It is meat to a hungry soul. It is food. Jesus called it the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. And He is the truth of the Word. And my friend, it's food for my soul. The times of things that I'm going through throughout my life that I may not know exactly where to look, but I can search it out. And I can look and find what the Lord says, that He'll go through this life with me. You know, the truth of God's Word is a road map to our life. Staying on course. How many times in your life do you feel like you've deterred from the course? I have. I have. I'm thankful about what Paul would later say to Timothy. He said, I finished my course. He said, I fought a good fight. He said, henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And not only for me, but all those that love His appearance. He said, I finished my course. My friend, as we heard uh, last Sunday, uh, I believe it was somebody said that they desire to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Can you imagine the King of kings, the King of glory, As you enter in through the portals of glory. And Him knowing your name. Because your name's been written in the Lamb's book of life. Saying, welcome home. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. 
And he places a crown there in your hand. And you taking that crown and rolling it back to the feet of Jesus because you're not worthy of the crown. Paul said, I'll finish my course. Staying on course. I want to finish well. There's been a many of brethren, preaching brethren, that have shipwrecked. But uh, maybe not uh, as we would read on that uh, some of these would take pieces of wood and would float to shore. Uh, uh, one of the centurions, I believe it says, that he said, if you can swim, jump off the boat and go to the island. He said, if you can't for all these others, they'll make it on pieces of wood. I want to finish well. I don't know if I'll hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But I want to finish my course well. I want to stay on course. I want to go as we walk along our way. Not be pulled to the left, not to be pulled to the right, but I want to come into the house of God each and every time He gives us the opportunity believing God and what He said. He's able to do it. I've heard Brother Don tell this story. Brother Don Curtis told this story about going to Maple Grove. He said he got to where the Lord was saving people every Sunday. He said, before long, it come to a place, he said, that when people come to church, they just know that God was going to save somebody. They come believing. Let's come believing for God's hand. Let's stay on course. God's got a destination unlike anything you've ever made. Paul said that I have not seen, ear have not heard what he has prepared. A destination. And those shipwrecks may happen, though the storms may come, I'm going to try my very best to be of good cheer. Because I want to believe God. I'm going to believe God. Have faith and confidence in Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, they said uh, they hadn't seen the stars or the moon. Stars in the sky. Can you imagine a storm like that? I was reading in one commentary and they described it as the perfect storm. There was a book that came out about that years ago and a movie called The Perfect Storm. 
going to do in your perfect storm? Are you going to stay on course? God's got a destination for you in your life. Too many times people, when something happens to them in their life, they want to turn away from God or run from God. Brother Mike was saying this morning, just because things happen to you in your life doesn't mean that God is not there. He's always there. I want to to read this verse of scripture here and I'll be done. Ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke says this. Fifty-seventh chapter. And it came to pass, as they went in their way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wherever thou goest. Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me go first to go and bid them farewell, which, which are, at my, are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I told this story back probably a year and a half ago. I remember first time when I was raised up, first job I ever had, I was five years old. First job I ever had was picking up rocks out the back of First thing I ever done. And uh, got to move up. When I moved up, next job was dropping sticks. Some of y'all probably don't have an idea about what I'm talking about. And it began to progress. And I remember I wanted to drive the tractor. I remember my pa put me on that tractor. He said, you take the front end of that tractor and you point it towards the end of that row. He said, don't take your eyes off. I was all excited. I don't know, I was probably, I wasn't much older than Braxton. Just big enough to reach a clutch pedal. Dropped that setter down, I took off towards the end of the row and I was so excited. No sooner than I got started laying that row out, you know what I done? I was looking behind me. And every time I'd look behind me, you know what happened? That wheel would turn. Now, some of you, it's never set tobacco. You don't know what I'm talking about. You want a good straight row with tobacco. I got to the end of the row. I thought I'd really done something. And then Paul said, look at this row with tobacco. You made a mess. We had to go back and replant the point I'm making is, is you can't focus on where you're going when you're all the time looking behind. God's got a destination. I'm thankful for the peace that he's put in my life. 
this morning, there's going to be storms, young people, that's going to happen in your life. And you're going to need somebody that's going to help guide you. And Jesus has always guided me. And he's given me a peace in my heart. And this morning, if you've never experienced that peace, I pray that you come experience it this morning. Come know the one that can help you not only in the next life, that wants to give you a home in heaven, but the one that can carry you through this life. Come meet the one that can help you. Brother Strode, if you'll get us a Come seek the Lord this morning while he may be found.